Are you guys ready to record this whole thing all over again? <laughs> I didn't care for it. I didn't buy it. That, that seems pretty ridiculous. I don't even want to think about the possibility of you having your dick out. Yikes. This is the most important thing in the universe. What happened to it? I, I, I don't know. I needed to suck in absolutely every moment of awesomeness. Yeah. Welcome back to another fun and festive episode of the Geek Legacy Podcast, where we talk about everything in the realm of entertainment news, so long as it falls under the geeky umbrella. This is episode 355, if you're keeping score. Um, it's It's been a lot of episodes, and I'm very excited about it. And I'm with my two best friends in the whole wide world. Randy, how are you doing today? I am wonderful, and I am happy to be back with you gentlemen. Yeah, we missed a week, kind of, sort yeah. of. Don't tell anyone. We were all busy <laughs> and tired. <laughs> And worn out and spent. It actually ended up working out because I wasn't supposed to be around this week. I was supposed to be out of town. So, And then that didn't ultimately end up happening. So here we are, making up for last week. All right. I like it. And then also in our corner, we have Mr. David Edmondson. How are you doing today? I am doing incredible. Having a good time. Uh, just sitting outside in the nice, uh, cool summer air. Uh, just loving life. Having a fantastic time. It's San Diego Comic-Con at home, but... Nobody seems to care, so hopefully we get back to live events soon and, you know, go from there. How are you, Justin? I'm good. And it's interesting that you say no one seems to care because I, th- I think you're right. <laughs> like, I was, like, just trying to go on different, like, you know, news outlet sites and see what's going on, and, and there's nothing going on. There's, there's no really Marvel, no Warner Brothers, no Disney, no nothing. It's just kind of uh, just a, a blank, like a, a hollow void. Of news I'm so right out now. of it. I didn't even know this was Comic-Con at home weekend. I had no idea. So you just said it just now. I mean, it helped Justin and I spent the last, like, three months preparing for <laughs> for this. <laughs> oh, true. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had fun, but I, it's weird that it doesn't really... This whole digital thing is just isn't working, at least for San Diego. Like, the DC fandom was really cool. Um, I really got behind that. I think Hasbro and their little pulse cons that they do is pretty cool. Gets everyone excited, but um, there's just nothing really to, to talk about for San Diego right now, which is sad. That's so weird and so foreign, considering that was like this was the time, you know, the summer. This is when we got all the news for all the cool shit that's coming out, you know, at the end of this year, the end of next year, um, and and just got to sort of plan ahead and map out our futures for geeky shit. And that's just not the case right now, and it's really weird. I don't like yeah, it. And if people don't start getting their shit together, we're going to have a virtual San Diego Comic-Con again next year. <laughs> it's true. It's uh, sad. Yeah, that that makes me uh, kind of call into question the whole thing that they're planning on Thanksgiving weekend in November of this year, whether or not that's going to happen, considering the, <clears throat> the, the reinstated mask mandate in L.A. County, for example, and it's sure to spread through more of California. Yeah, yeah that's, not, that's, that's not cool. It is not. I am not happy about it. <laughs> it's no good. <laughs> Stay away from this one. It's no good for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So I'm actually really excited because in September, we're all getting together. I'm supposed to have like a fun little bachelor party, and I want to be playing cards with rounders playing in the background. That's like going to be my poker inception, and I'm very excited about it. I want Done. that to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> I, uh, I I have everything we need to make this happen, and uh, we're all going to have a fantastic time. Are you going to rent rounders from Blockbuster? Uh, of course. 
Where gotta, else would I get it from? Got to go drive up to Bend, Oregon <laughs> to get it. <laughs> yeah, I'll go all the way up and make a special trip just for you. All right. Now we're talking. By the time you drive up and drive back, it's going to be due back already. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, don't know, I don't know what Late their return policy is. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll mail it to you. Maybe they'll be nice. Special occasion. I'll be like, hey, it's, it's, a, for, it's for a party. Yeah, a rounders party. Yeah, have a, yeah a, see? Uh, we're going to have a John Malkovich pinata and everything. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Speaking of amazing, did you know that Michael B. Jordan will produce and potentially star in a Black Superman limited series for HBO Max? I didn't. Tell me more, Justin. I, I wish I, <laughs> I wish I could. He's not going to be the Superman that we know and love. The actor and his production company, Outlier Society, are developing an HBO Max limited series focusing on Val Zod, a black Kryptonian that holds the mantle of Superman. And that is per Collider. I'm actually reading this off of IGN. So I'm cheating. But according to reports, Outlier Society has already tapped a writer to pen the script for the series Jordan is attached to produce and could potentially star, though the actor has not committed to the role. And uh, apparently, for those of you that don't know, Val Zod was the second character to take up the mantle of Superman in DC's new 52 era. After his parents were executed by the Kryptonian court, Val was sent to Earth 2, an alternate universe version of DC's prime Earth. Uh, it sounds like I mean, Michael V. Jordan is a very talented man, and uh, I will see anything that he does, and uh, I'm sure I'll like it. It's yeah. Okay. It, it, I, I was just going to say, there's probably a contingent of people that just wouldn't appreciate him in the original uh, Superman role, and I'm looking at you, certain southern states here in in the U.S. <laughs> right. um, I reckon <laughs> people flip their lid over that type of shit. Yeah, man. no Casting shit. Casting no fictional shit. characters and people just go batshit crazy over it. Yeah, uh, but I agree. I. I, I I mean, I'm happy to see him in any kind of Superman role because I absolutely adore Michael B. Jordan. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm down for, for whatever kind of... That, that's actually something that would get me excited about Superman again. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Henry Cavill as, as Superman, but it's just the Superman character never really uh, appealed to me that much. Um, you know, but, uh, but that would make me interested. Sure. I mean, and this will, you know, like you said, this will pretty much shut down the naysayers because he is playing the role of a black Kryptonian. So mm -hmm. now no one can have a freak out. <laughs> well, people will like, still see like a headline and they won't read the actual article and they'll still right. freak out about it because that's what the fucking internet does. Get your freak out. Get your freak out. But, but, but you're black. Really <laughs> the weapon two yeah. style. It's true. It's true. You are. <laughs> of course I'm black, you dumb son of a bitch. That line means nothing. <laughs> Joe Pesci doesn't just sell it like it's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so great. Oh my god. But yeah, no, I mean I, I let's see. On what's today? Today is Saturday. On Thursday, Alex and I watched Creed and um man, I fucking love that movie so much. I've seen it a hundred times. It's so goddamn good. Creed is the best Rocky movie ever. And uh I love it. David, how are you uh, feeling about this uh Superman project? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm thrilled. I, I love Michael B. Jordan, who makes a, an amazing cameo in uh, uh, fuck, I forgot the name. Space Jam. <laughs> Space Jam. Such yeah. a great cameo. And I don't care if I'm spoiling it for people. Uh, you've had a chance to watch it. They're like the tune tune squads down at halftime, and then 
all of a sudden Sylvester comes in. He's like, I found him, Michael Jordan. <laughs> like at this point, like almost like I believe you can fly, and it's all like foggy, and then it's Michael B. Jordan. Like, That's Michael B. Jordan. We need Michael A. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of it's one of the few moments of joy in the film. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm with Randy. I think that they might be overthinking it by having them just not be, you know, um, Kalel. Um, but you know, if he's What's he? What's he? Zorzad, Torzad, Balzad, Balzad. The most forgettable name ever. You you've told it to me thirty times, and every time I instantly forget. I it. wrote it down on the paper. I, I, I should have done that. In Balzad. Uh, it, it is. I, I I support it only because it leaves open the fact that maybe Valzad and Kalel Henry Cavill could be together, and Ooh. if Michael B. Jordan and Henry Cavill share the screen together, like like I would have to change like my some statuses on some social medias yeah <laughs> to open up a grinder account yes right but only for <laughs> those two men that's <laughs> yeah. a pretty small net there dave that's okay it would say interested in women comma henry cavill comma michael b jordan yeah period <laughs> period yeah that's it that's it i'll take it <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I like I said, Michael B. Jordan can do it wrong. I mean, even in a terrible movie like Fan Four Stick, you know, he's incredible. And speaking of that, uh, Justin, I know you're a big fan of the the screener ant pitch meetings. Have you seen the one on the Fantastic Four with Michael B. Jordan? I have not. No. Oh, it's so good. It like starts out with. So we did a focus group. And we found out that people don't actually like action. They just like hearing about like what's happening and exposition. Oh, are you sure about <laughs> that? It's either that or the opposite. We'll go with this. <laughs> just goes from there. It's so good. That's rad. Oh man, I've been watching those meetings like crazy, dude. I can't. I'm addicted to them. I watch like four a day, and I yeah. feel like I've only scratched the surface. He's made a thousand of those videos. Yeah. I, every time I think I'm like, uh, I've like, I probably watch like one or two a day now, and uh, I, I, I just uh, yeah, he's he's so talented. Yeah. But okay. Check him out. Screen rant. Pitch beans. Change yeah. your life. It will. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, cool. We're all on board. We're all sold. And it'll be on HBO Max, which we all have. So that makes it easy. Yay. That's make it easy. The streaming services, man. <laughs> they, they're going to they, they're gonna do the Netflix thing where they start really cheap. Where remember when it was like 8 bucks to have the Netflix subscription? And now it's like $20. <laughs> I mean, it's been a while. They've been doing it for a long time. But I'm just paying for their bills, basically, because they keep making all these shows and canceling them. But whatever. <laughs> Like, whatever, it's okay. Take my money, I guess. Speaking of Henry Cavill, uh, Witcher 2 uh, is finally going to be a thing this holiday season, so very excited for that. You need to go hurry up and watch, Dave. Yeah, I I, I better. Otherwise, you guys are going to ruin it for me. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I need to watch it again because a lot happens, (laughs) so I kind of (laughs) forget. I didn't feel like I picked up anything the first time around um, because it was one of those things where I was working on something else while I was uh, trying to tackle that that series. And I, I wanted to watch it when it first dropped just because I wanted to be one of the cool kids, but I didn't really absorb it. So I watched it a second time and, oh, my God, I appreciated it so much more. Yeah, I need to get Alex to watch it. And then that way it give me an excuse to rewatch it. I want to watch it, and then her be like, "Oh, I wanted to watch it, and then I got to rewatch it again three times." I, I, that's for me. I think that's the best way you can rewatch a series is if you're introducing somebody else to it, because (laughs) then you know it's almost like you're absorbing more about it, so that you have stuff to talk about. Um, Yeah. So. Yeah, I just want I just want her to be on board 
the next rewatch. I don't want to have to watch it again, be on episode seven or something, and her be like, "Oh, I want to watch it." I'm like, God damn it! Now I got to start all over again. So that yeah. with, Ted, with Ted Lasso, which I'm convinced is eventually be my favorite show of all time. Like, so I watched the first like seven of ten episodes, and then I was talking to Amy about it. I'm like, I think you'd really like it. She's like, Why don't you like almost all the way through? I'm like, I will happily watch the first seven episodes again. <laughs> so then I watched the first seven episodes in the last three with her, and then. Uh, Luke wanted to watch it, so I watched it a third time. And season two just started uh, on Friday. And I don't know if either of you have Apple TV or if you watch Ted Lasso, but it is—it's just incredible. Jason Sudeikis as Ted Ted Lasso uh, is 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 currently my favorite character on television. And you know, if if they have a couple seasons, he could easily go down as like like with like Holt from Brooklyn Nine Nine and Ron Swanson from Parks and Rex, and you know, obviously, you know, insert office character here is just like the most like joyously fun character to watch. No, that's great. I'll check it out. It's Apple TV plus. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's like if you are feeling bad or had a bad day or anything and you just need like to be happy, like, like all the show is, is just happiness. Like, it's just like pure, like unadulterated, <laughs> like joy on your screen. Like, and it, but like it shouldn't, it's, it's all, I mean, it's not all, you know, it's an amazing cast, and, but uh, Jason Sudeikis is just, he plays like the most optimistic like person in the world because like, you know, the whole, the whole thing is he takes over like this European foot, this English football team. And, you know, he's never played soccer before. And so what it is, is like, he was, he was a coach of like some like D three school, but his players loved him so much that they just wouldn't lose. Like they would just do whatever they could. So they would never lose. So they won the national championship. And so the owner of the team brings him over because it's like a major league thing where she like wants the team to lose. But then, like, three episodes in, she realizes that, like, she loves Ted and she can't do that to him and has to come clean to him and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, even, like, the 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 people there are calling him, like, wankers and calling, calling him all these, like, terrible things. But, like, eventually, like, he just wins them all over because he's just such an amazingly optimistic and, like, pure person. So, sorry. I'll take it. I didn't no, mean to listen to the Ted Lasso, you know, podcast. But uh, Ted Lasso is, is, is def- if, if, if you if I could only watch one show. It would be Ted Lasso right now. Wow, that's high praise. Um, you know, it's interesting because I'd never even heard of it until I saw that season two just dropped. Now I've seen a lot of people mentioning it, and uh, after hearing that little uh, quick elevator pitch you just gave, I would totally watch it. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's, it's you know, it's, like, <laughs> it's a long elevator, right? <laughs> yeah, it's long. I mean, it's I like, mean we're going it's, all the way to the top. <laughs> yeah, for first season's ten episodes, like twenty-five minute episodes, and you know. Like the first like couple episodes are just like, oh man, Ted can't win this person over, and then they just like loves him. Like one episode's about this journalist who's like, who's like so pure into soccer and just hates the fact that his beloved like local soccer team is or football team is being run by this like American winker who has no respect or knowledge of the game. And by the end of the episode, like his article he writes about him is like, it's like I am sure that Ted Lazo will fail spectacularly, but when you count up the people who will celebrate it, you can, you won't count me. Uh, and then just goes on to talk about what like an amazing person he is and stuff like that. And it's just, and it, I mean, and it's funny. I don't want to make it sound like it's just some like, you know, heartwarming drama. You know, it stars Jason. <laughs> well, Sudeikis. Show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so funny. All right, well, well, check it out. I will report back. I gotta get Apple Plus. Sweet. Yeah, and is uh, one? Is this like a a weekly show yes. or does I get okay? Yeah, so, so but I can one... watch all of season one now. Correct. And then I can I can be current with season two. Yeah, they drop. I believe see, episode one dropped on Friday, so I'm assuming all of them will drop on Friday. But yeah, currently season two has just episode one. Got it. Understood. 
plow through it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Speaking of plowing through, let's talk about Batgirl. She likes to kick ass and take names, and uh, she has been cast. We have uh, Leslie Grace, who tweeted, I am beyond excited to embody Barbara Gordon, your Batgirl. I cannot believe what I am writing right now. Thank you, DC, for welcoming me to the family. I'm ready to give her all I've got. And uh, that sounds exciting. I'm, I'm ready for a Batgirl movie. This will be the first real, honest-to-goodness Batgirl standalone movie. She had that TV show, right? Like Birds of Prey? That was a thing? Mm. And Birds of Prey had, was a thing for like now, five episodes. Right. And then we had... Uh, there's the Batwoman TV show, right? On CW? Right. right, which we've had two different iterations of the Batwoman character, yeah. Right. And now this is an actual, honest to goodness, Batgirl Barbara Gordon uh, role, as cool. opposed to Batwoman. So yeah, I'm excited for it. And it's uh, going to be done by the the two that directed uh, Bad Boys for Life. Oh, nice. Yeah. Action spectacular. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun then. Yeah, I'm on board. A lot of superhero action. Speaking of Comic Con <laughs> and nothing going on, <laughs> I think yeah, I think the Batgirl stuff. I think what's going to be neat about that is you get some of the Batman vibes, but without all the the darkness. Because mm-hmm. I I never got as dark of vibes when it came to Batgirl. Right. Speaking of Batman, I tweeted out what I thought was a funny, harmless meme, and it was a meme that simply said, "The dude cosplaying as Batman has the same powers as Batman." And I thought it was going to be fun. And I got like nine DMs from people like who like wrote like thesis papers telling me how wrong I am. <laughs> and a couple cool. tweet, tweet at me. And then like, I should show you these screenshots. Like, one guy, it's like three scrolls. And like, he had to sit, sat there for like 15 minutes just showing me how wrong I was. So I get it. It was a joke. I understand yeah. that Batman is smart and strong. <laughs> And rich. and rich and rich, yeah. yeah. Yeah, see, I saw the tweet and then I saw the replies, but uh, obviously I didn't see the DMs, so I'm curious <laughs> what people were oh sending you. That I'm was like, so funny. I'm like, I get it. It's it's a joke. Every every meme I post is a joke. I don't I don't believe most of them. I mean, <laughs> honestly, that's the point of a meme, right? It's like we're not we're not posting that shit because we believe it's real, right? Right. Which is for fun. And you know, plenty of people liked it and and and, and laughed and commented and stuff like that, but then there's some people like <laughs> Just take shit too serious. Yeah, people are very protective of their uh, of their comic book heroes. Plus, I mean, Bruce Wayne has parents killed, so you can't make fun of him. Yeah, I could. He's damaged. It's like that other that other meme where like the Riddler's like, uh, what 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 goes down the alley is riddled with and and, and is riddled with holes. holes. holes My parents. Oh my god, no! (laughs) Bowling ball. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. He's like, uh, there was that one where he's eating soup or whatever, and he's like, Alfred, this is this food's cold, and he's like, so are your parents or something like that. <laughs> he's like, what? And he's like, nothing. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. It's fun oh, to make fun of Batman. Yeah, it is. He sucks. Yeah, he's not as cool as Superman. Oh, God, or, or or Val Zod for that matter. Yeah. I think Val Zod might be like the perfect mix of you know the strength and powers of Superman and the cool of Batman because Michael B. Jordan is is a cool dude. So I mean this 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 might unite the fandom. I'll I'll give you that. I I will get behind that statement. Yeah, take it. Full eyes, full eyes, clear eyes can't lose. There you go. All right. Um. So there you have it. Batgirl. We're excited. 
Uh, moving on, Black Widow. That was a thing. Came out in theaters and Disney Plus Premier Access uh, about two weeks ago, I guess. Yep. And um, yeah, so you guys saw it in the theater. I actually watched it in the comfort of my sister's home. I went ahead and, and got it um, on Disney Plus so we could watch it. Her family was off at the cinema enjoying it, and she was recovering from surgery. And so I was like, well, here, I'll just come over and we'll watch it you know, by ourselves. And uh, we had a blast. I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, I think there are better Marvel movies, but I got to tell you, I was pleasantly surprised, and I enjoyed uh, this movie from start to finish. Randy, yeah, what was, about you? Oh, go ahead, David. No, no, no. Randy, go first. Um, no, this is my triumphant return into the movie theaters since before the pandemic, so I, I went into it um, just wanting and hoping for a fun experience, and I wasn't let down. You know, sometimes I've complained in the past about uh, being fatigued from Marvel movies, and, you know, that could even be a possibility now just because of all the Marvel TV content that we've had uh, this year. It, it could be easy to get Marvel fatigue again, but I was I was, I was was soaking it up. I was ravenous for it, and I, I fucking loved it. And, and I don't understand. There's been some hate online, uh, some people talking about it being too slow or other other p- things that people are nitpicking about, and and, and I don't get it. I enjoyed every moment of it. Um, I absolutely loved the casting and the character dynamics were great. And I just had a whole lot of fun. 100%. Yeah. And I, I think that Florence Pugh like stole the show. David Harbour was awesome too. And it looked like everyone was just having a good time. David, yeah. go for it. Yeah, my, my only complaint is I hated in like the third act, it kind of revol- devolved into a typical Marvel movie which had fallen from the sky. Right. Uh, I, <laughs> What I think, you know, years and years and years ago when we talked about, like, yeah, Black Widow movie would be cool if it was, like, this small, you know, she doesn't have superpowers. I don't want her to go in against a bunch of people's superpowers and, like, lasers and shit like that. And for, like, the first two acts, we mostly stayed there, you know, the Taskmaster of it aside, who, let's be honest, Taskmaster may be the worst villain in the history of the MCU. <laughs> uh, it's, it's it's pretty bad, but I, I, I'm with you guys. I loved it. Florence Pugh just completely knocked out of the park. Like, just the silly things that she said, and then, like, but then, like, she was saying some some really terrible things, but like the way she was saying it was so casual. You're like, am I okay to laugh at this? Like when she's explaining right. to, to, you know, the red guardian about like, you know, her hysterectomy and stuff like that. Um, but I, that, the thing with the, the fucking thing with the pockets, I could put so much in it, you know, that the whole thing with the posing and stuff like that, she was just like the perfect foil to, to black widow. And what I really, really liked was that like, they paid a lot of reverence to like, what a big deal it is that like, she's like a normal person in this like superhero team of the Avengers. Like I like that they referenced the Avengers a bunch, like call your buddies, the Avengers. Oh, we're not really on speaking terms and stuff like yeah. that. So, so I really like that. And you know, you mentioned David, Har- Dave Harbor, uh, you know, he was great. I love like, his just like complex with captain America. He's like captain America. What do you say about me? Does he <laughs> yeah. talk about me? <laughs> yeah. And when, when, when Yelena called him the crimson dynamo and there's like a beat, and, and like we all said it probably out loud, like it's Red Guardian. <laughs> like you couldn't let it go. He had to say it. It's yeah. Red Guardian. You can tell it's killing him. He was like, I'm not going to correct her. I'm not going to correct her. I must. <laughs> that was so funny, dude. And when the, the avalanche was coming, she was like, well, that's a cool way to die. <laughs> <laughs> and later on, this is a sucky way to die. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was cool, man. I, I I dug the shit out of it. And I know that I, I wanted to see it in the theater, but circumstances changed. And uh, so I, I dropped the 30 bucks. And so now I've done that twice with uh, Bill and Ted. and uh, But that was kind of a, a different thing. That was $20, and I got three movies out of it. So that was a steal with uh, Bill, Bill and Ted 1, 2, and 3. But mm-hmm. this was my first Disney Plus 
uh, Premier Access. I know that Cruella was one that they did that with, and my sister bought that one, so I was able to watch that, and I fucking love that movie too. I couldn't it's believe great. it. I was, it's like, holy shit, dude, this movie's so like punk rock, and I loved every second of it. It was so good from start to finish. Yeah, with Bill and Ted, you didn't have a choice. You had to buy it digitally to where, you know, this is this, I guess this would probably be the first time you already had the choice and, and, right. and you went the digital route. And, you know, I'm sure you enjoyed it just as much. I did. I, I do think it would have been fun to hear everyone laugh collectively in the theater, but uh, it was fun to just kind of watch a movie with my family, you know? Um, and we were kind of talking at parts, you know, like sort of mapping out the movie, like, where's it going from here kind of thing, which you can't really do in a theater unless you're just one of those douchebags that likes to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or you're alone in the theater. Yeah, yeah. I, took, I took Zach to see it, and uh, he's my movie buddy, and he, he loved it to death. Um, you know, it was it was great that, you know, him at, you know, 11 and me at, you know, 40, 43 now, I'm 43 now, uh, you know, that we were able to enjoy, you know, something together, you know, that, you know, Mar- Marvel has done a really good job of kind of like being that real true four quadrant film that boys, girls, men, women, all, everyone can enjoy. 100%. You know, it's interesting that you're 43. Randy, you're now, are you 45 now? I'm 44. 44. Okay, Great. You're basically the same age as Charlton Heston was in Planet of the Apes. And you look <laughs> a thousand times better than Charlton Heston did in Planet of the Apes. <laughs> I mean, he was probably well, 60 at the time. Back then, it was hard living, you know. Yeah, or, he looks very leathery. I'm like, yeah. he's 44 years old? Oh, my God. That it was a long good. walk from their craft spaceship to <laughs> those fields where the apes pick them up. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. But it's interesting that, is- that, you, that you brought up the the whole Disney Plus of it all, you know, since uh, it was the first time that Disney Plus actually released the numbers of people who took care, took on premium access. You know, they didn't do that with Mulan. They didn't do that with Ryan the Last Dragon. They didn't do that with Cruella. But for Black Widow, they let us know that 2 million people had purchased it at home at $30 a pop, making oh them $60, $60 million. You know, the box office that, that, that week was $80 million. But, you know, Disney has to split that with the theater owners, you know, differing percentages, points for differing uh, outlets. But that $60 million, they keep all of it. So, um, you know, the only Disney Plus premiere access they have coming up is uh, Jungle Cruise, which is next week. Uh, and they don't have anything else in the book that it's gonna be, that's, that's supposed to be a hybrid. Of course, that may change now that, you know, people are having to mask up again and may not want to go to the movie theater. Um, but um, it's an interesting business model. And I, I'm... I'm kind of surprised that Disney let us peek behind the curtain. You know, Netflix has always been, you know, very, very secretive of their numbers. Um, you know, HBO hasn't given us any kind of indication on who's watching their their programs on HBO Max. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy I, that Disney did that. I think it's a good strategy because now it tells me that two million other people are just like me. Like I'm not an asshole yeah. for buying it. You know what I mean? Now and now that tells me that that, that basically. Uh, qualified my purchase. Now I don't feel like such an asshole for spending $30 when I know that two of us got to watch it and I can watch it whenever the hell I want again. Uh, and uh, I know that there are others out there. Randy, it sounds like you agree with that. Oh, absolutely. And let me further qualify your purchase because we we were just talking about this, uh, my wife and I, and we're like, okay, so $30, we could have watched it at home, the two of us. Um, we spent about $30 to get two tickets at a luxury dine-in theater. And then we spent another $30 on food and drinks on top of that, you know, to be served at our seats. So there we are spending twice the amount of money to get a theatrical experience while eating that we could have got for half the price at home, you know, um, and not have to worry about the pandemic factor. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and for families, like if if you know, I only only Zach wanted to see it, but you know, if it was a movie that Amy and Luke also wanted to see, you know, that's four of us seeing this movie for thirty bucks. You know, that's a hell of a deal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think for families, I mean, I I, I think that maybe this premier access may extend after they saw the success of this. And if, yeah. if jungle cruise does the same kind of business and jungle cruise is you know, geared towards families, you know, to where if I can, if I can get the four of us to, I, I make some killer popcorn and uh, <laughs> you know, if we do that and you know, watch it here, I mean, that's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I guarantee that I am 100% going to do that with jungle cruise because I am seeing that movie. Cause you know, I'm a sucker for period pieces that have that adventure vibe like the Indiana Jones movies do. So um, I'm going to see it one way or the other. And because um, my wife recently got COVID, even though she was vaccinated and uh, only went out in public one or two times, uh, we are really going to be watching what we're, what we're doing right now um, and playing it extra safe. So um, just a word to everybody out there that shit does happen, even if you've been vaccinated. So be fucking careful. Um, and, you know, they're they're reinstating a, ma- a mask mandate for a reason. Don't be a dick. Right. One hundred percent. And I think another key factor is just the rewatchability. You know, I really like this movie and now I can just have it on in the background. Whereas if I saw it in the theater, I would have to go back to the theater. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, yeah. No, I'm jealous. I, I, I would 100%. If I owned it on Disney Plus, I would have rewatched it, you know, at some point, a time it, or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if not already, you know, definitely in the in the near future. You know, I, uh, but you know, I'm not going to go to the movies to see it again. Right. Yeah. This is one of them dollar theaters yeah. with the aged hot dogs right. I mean, <laughs> and I, the sticky I, I, floors. I, have, <laughs> I mean, I, I get, I have my A, a plus stubs thing, so I can go to like three movies a week. So I mean, I guess I could if I wanted to see it again in the theater, but yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Going to it was good. I think it's great. I mean, I, I do think there are some pretty exceptional Marvel films out there, but um, I don't think it's an insult to be middle of the road. And I would say that this is in the the upper part of the middle of the road for me. I would give this movie a B. I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. I like the spy factor. I like the thriller factor. I thought it was a lot of fun. I laughed when I wanted to. And uh, the laughs kept coming. The action kept coming. And uh, I think that this was a dynamite movie. You're going to find out real soon where I rank it in the 24 Marvel films. Oh, shit. oh nice. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, well, I'm going to say uh, that I echo your sentiment, Justin. Um, it's high, definitely high middle road, maybe even low high road for me. I'd give it an A minus. Um, I, I really enjoyed it and had a lot of fun with it. So Yeah, I, th- I thought it was real good, too. Uh, I think that the uh, there were parts where it really, really wanted to be Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's a good uh, thing, though. I think right to where I, I might argue that Winter Soldier is the best Black Widow movie out there because you know, she has a lot <laughs> to do in that movie. Um, uh, the only thing I didn't like there was, there was uh, the action wasn't super clean for me. Like it was a lot of like real up close fights, um, but you know I figured it out. It was like luckily they put for for once they put Black Widow in like an all white costume, so we just knew that if the person in white is beating up the person in black outfit. Right. That last word is important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, was a... Like halfway through the sentence, I'm like, well, this, sounds, this isn't coming out right. <laughs> yeah. That's not what I meant to say at all. <laughs> That's funny. Um, well, cool. I'm glad you guys liked it. Uh, moving on with the, the Disney there. Uh, Loki has finished. It was six episodes. And uh, I really enjoyed it for what it's worth. I thought it was a lot of fun. The last episode, kind of, I don't know, it's weird, because I, I feel like I like the series as a whole, but for me, the last episode, just the whole time, I was just thinking of the conversation with the architect in 
the matrix reloaded <laughs> like ergo and and vis-a-vis and this is why it is this way and and i'm just like really i kind of i don't need a matrix fucking explanation right now and and it's going to be that way when it comes to multiple dimensions and time travel and it and unless it's back to the future time travel is just over my head i can't i can't do it this, this is not in the cards and so when someone has to talk to me and tell me this version of time and how it works with different uh, universes, I just, I start to lose interest really, really, really fast. And so it was a bit of a struggle bus for me to, to keep my attention to the very end. And even when there was just the statue at the end, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And even I know who the character is. But when I saw the statue, I'm just like, what? What happened again? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't even remember what the show is about. Like literally in like 20 minutes, it took like five episodes that I really enjoyed into just this, this sort of uh, like cramming for a test kind of vibe, and I wasn't, I wasn't digging on it. And I know I, didn't, I don't hate the the episode or anything like that. It just it kind of lost me. It didn't stick the landing for me. I don't know about you guys, Randy. You were this was a tough sell for you. Did you finish Loki? I did, yeah. And um, as the as the series progressed, probably about halfway through, I ended up getting on the on the Loki bus and uh, and enjoying it a lot more. And um, I enjoyed it all the way through to the end. But I also I, I kind of share your confusion with some of it as well. I, I don't. I feel like I definitely need to rewatch it so I maybe have a better chance of uh, picking up exactly what happened. But um, yeah, I, I I could use a little bit of help there. Well, I watched it. I didn't. I watched it before they announced there was a season two, <laughs> and I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and I know they have the little stamp at the end, but I right. missed it the first time. I, I someone at work had to tell me like, "Oh, yeah, there's a little stamp that says Loki will turn in season two. I'm like, "Well, I, I didn't see that." <laughs> uh, but at that point, I I knew there was a season two. I think Jonathan Majors as Kang or the one that, the the one that remains. Um, I think he was really good. I I really liked you know him just kind of breaking it down and just being just completely honest with them, but like, they just can't trust it. And I love Hiddleston's line where he's like, it's like, uh, cause you can't trust anybody and I can't be trusted. Right. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> like, it's kind of heartbreaking. Um, and you know, just the whole, like the, like his honesty at the end. And then when she finally does stab him, he's like, see you soon. <laughs> she's right. like, she's like, Oh man, I fucked up. What I think would be cool is if, you know, this obviously is introducing us to the multiverse and the multiversal war. I would be okay if Loki did not return for a couple years and he kind of, they, and they used the Loki series to kind of bookend this whole, you know, however many phases this multiversal war is going to be. If it's just phase four, if it bleeds into phase five, uh, it would be cool to see, you know, however it ends, have it kind of end on the Loki show that, that, that kind of opened up this whole branch. Yeah, that's cool. But, but, I, but I, I 100% understand what you're saying to where, you know, I think that, we, we built a, such a crescendo in like the, the fifth episode with uh, uh, Richard Grant's character uh, just being like old Loki, just doing all that amazing stuff. Um, and uh, this one was just kind of a, yeah, this seemed like a, like, like an episode three type ex- explain everything to us. So yeah. that we can like work it out later. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was on that huge high from them taking down the storm monster and, and um yeah, you're right. You know, his character was awesome. He was just like in the thick of things and just being this crazy over the top actor. It was a lot of fun. Um, his little, uh, you know, um, what do you call it? Glorious purpose. Yeah, <laughs> he's got like the panties on the outside of his of his pants. I love that. It's so great. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And then this one just kind of 
I feel like what could have been like a five minute sort of cool down lap was, you know, a 30 minute cool down lap. And it was it was too much for me for a finale. I was just like, oh, my God. Fast forward. And I'm sad that it's a different Mobius. So, like, I loved Mobius and like Loki's relationship. And now, now it's not there anymore. It's a different Mobius. Right. So now we've got to rebuild all that nonsense again. And, like, uh, you know, I talk about Fringe all the time on this show. And that's one of my favorite sci-fi series ever. And there was a moment when Peter Bishop you know, got lost in time. And then when he gets reconnected with the team, they don't even know who he is. And that was what made the show so great was their dynamic. And then now I got a whole season of them trying to figure each other out again. And I'm just like, oh my God, why are we doing this? <laughs> that kind of shit bothers me. <laughs> Not a fan of, of having to to relearn a relationship. It just, it's, it sucks. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I think Flash is one of the reasons, like, I know Randy still watches that, and David, you try to rewatch it, but like, uh, what is his name? The the guy that always dies. Wells. 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 Yeah, Wells. there's a new version of Wells every season. I'm just like, oh my god, I can't, I can't do this right now. <laughs> well, there's only one version of everybody. Yeah. You know, like they ended the the not the I almost said multiverse. The uh, uh, what do they call it again? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I- I thought they did call it a multiverse. They might. The infinite Earths. Crises. Yeah. All because Hulk didn't like stairs. Yeah. There you go. So it all boils down to, right? <laughs> and now we got now we got a multiversal war with a million different kings or a million different Nathaniel Richards. Right. See when a butterfly flaps its wings, <laughs> that's how it all goes down, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that movie's terrible, by the way. Butterfly Effect. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh yeah, where he actually un, un, un makes himself, like yeah, kills himself in the womb or something. Yeah, I just uh, watched it recently. That's the first time. Yeah, I don't know about that's all that. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. That one boy kills the dog. That's that movie, right? It's like I, a, I couldn't even tell you. I would. I would not be surprised. I don't remember like, dog killing. Like he's like a bad seed, and he. There's like a broken home family, and this kid like murders a dog. I think I don't know. I might be blending it with another movie. I don't remember anymore. Well, I don't. <laughs> I, I, don't I don't like the sound of that. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> um, I do like the sound. Oh wait, I, do you guys want to just give a letter grade to to Loki? Is because uh, we've had how many Disney Plus Marvel three. shows that we had now? We've had three, right? We had One Division, Falcon Winter Soldier, and now Loki. Uh, do you guys want to rank those three shows really quick since we've all watched them and give give this one a letter grade? Sure. All right, Randy, what do you got? What is the letter grade <laughs> just, for Loki and where do you rank it? Um, I will grade it a C plus and I will put it in the middle of the three series um, with WandaVision at the bottom and Falcon and Winter Soldier at the top. Uh, okay. WandaVision getting a solid C, Falcon Winter Soldier getting an A. Uh, I'll give Lo- I'll give Loki an A minus. I really really liked it, and for me it's it's light years above the other two shows. And I mean, I which which isn't a, I, I wouldn't say either one of them are bad. Um, I just I didn't get what I, I don't think I got what I wanted out of Falcon Winter Soldier. It, it just felt like a, like a long Marvel movie, which I know that sounds stupid for me to say something like that. Um, you know, for me to like expect more from Marvel, but um, yeah, I, I think that I think it started real strong. I like I think the first two episodes are great, you know, everything. But at the end, I'm like, I don't even remember what the Flag Smashers are trying to do. They're trying to like, 
I, I don't even know. But uh, the uh, Falcon Winter Soldiers 2 and then WandaVision 3. I have nothing against WandaVision. I love Catherine Hahn, uh, but, you know, I wasn't, I don't know if I was ready for a grief drama within the MCU. Mm-hmm. All right. That's fair. Um, I would probably give Loki an A minus as well. Um, and I think that I would rank them in like Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then, and then WandaVision. That's probably where I'm at. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I've liked all three. I know that WandaVision was a struggle, a real struggle, those first two episodes. And even in the third, it wasn't until the very last, like, 10 seconds. I was like, oh, my God, finally, this is getting good. But um, I think that WandaVision had a really good payoff. Uh, I think that it it reminded me that that slow burns aren't a bad thing and that it's just got to be patient sometimes. It's just tricky when it's a weekly show versus being able to binge it from start to finish. Uh I had a I had a lot to learn when it comes to patience with one division, and I, I do think that the payoff was worth it. But I, I do think that that's my least favorite of the three thus far. Yeah, and I, I would say the one division has thus far done the best, like post blip of you know um, you know just kind of like giving us an idea of just like the absolute chaos this world has been thrust into, and just people just arriving and disappearing and stuff like that. And I really liked how that was done, um, and you know where far from home was fun just because you know it's all about these kids doing like reports and being like yeah my little brother's now my older brother's that's weird (laughs) right (laughs) right no that's true uh and it's it's a lot to think about and uh wandavision did a good job of i mean all of them so far have done a good job of setting up phase four uh for what we for what we know it's doing a pretty good job for phase four and i like i like the idea how um, these TV series exist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe versus S.H.I.E.L.D. being kind of like a weird, you know, its own little entity that kind of pretended that it was part of the MCU, but not really. <laughs> like, there's weird tie-ins, but it just kind of felt uh, off the map, I suppose. But um, 100% on board with all three of these shows. And um, eager, an eager little beaver for what's next. Huzzah! Yeah. And speaking of the MCU, David, I understand you have a list ranking the 24 MCU films. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, uh, we were going to read a list that actually was on Collider.com, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, uh, me and the author, I don't know if it was an Adam Chitwood article or a Matt Goldberg article. It's, it's a Matt Goldberg article. And we often disagree on most everything in the universe. So uh, we might as well disagree on the list. So I actually have them both up side by side. If you'd like, I can give you running commentary on the difference in the list, or I can just read you really quick my 24 through one and uh, you can tell me how crazy i am i would do your 24 through one and then i'm just curious what their top three is when it's perfect over. all right coming in and their list i'll actually uh, list them as the 23 uh because uh when they updated their list and put black widow on the list they just did an uh, one number twice so you know we're more official than collider <laughs> there you go uh so 24 on my list is iron man 2 i think there are really only three choices for your least favorite marvel movie uh, and I bet my 23 and 22 are those other ones, Thor the Dark World and the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Do you, right. who, what would you put as your least favorite Marvel movie? Uh, yeah, I, Iron Man 2 is probably fair. I would say, because I don't really like the, the first Captain America movie either. <laughs> and I kind of forgot that <laughs> Incredible Hulk was a thing. Well, uh, you I and guess, I just... I guess that counts because of the the closing credits, right? Really yeah, Tony Stark shows up. Uh, you and I, and and Thunderbolt Ross. You know, he you know he's a big deal in that movie. He 
continues on throughout the Avenger movies. You and I are definitely on an island with Captain America First Avenger, which is going to come up pretty shortly on my list. Uh, but everyone else seems to think it's just the fucking greatest movie. I fucking <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I even I even went to rewatch it. I rewatched it like probably like two months ago, thinking like, oh, maybe I just was put off because I don't like Joe Johnson as a director. I don't like you know period pieces. And no, this that movie is it's just hard, 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 hot and garbage. It's so boring. It's, there's no point to anything. I mean, the best thing it did is it brought us Chris Evans, who became the best part of the MCU, but the, his first outing, not of his fault, but was just terrible. So mm-hmm. uh, so that was uh, 24, 23, 22, 21. I have Spider-Man Far From Home. It's just a fine movie. You know, it was, didn't really move the needle for me. It was just, it was just there. Uh, mm-hmm. 20 is Doctor Strange. 19 is Captain Marvel. Uh, 18 is Black Widow. Uh, I think there's a lot of recency bias, and there's a lot of heavy hitters in this list, so I, I had a lot of trouble kind of moving Black Widow uh, down on the list. So um, so right now, Black Widow stands at 18. Uh, these are This is just my ranking. It could change. This is how I enjoy them. Uh, speaking of Captain, Avenger first, uh, Captain America First Avenger, number 17 on my list, Captain America First Avenger. Uh, so wait, you think that that's better than Black Widow? I I don't know. It, it, this is this is kind of a weird weird section of it. I think I think because I'm so afraid of like the recency bias. Like this is like the new hotness. I think I I, I probably undervalued Black Widow by like two or three spots. Um, but I just because it's so new, I'm always so scared to put it high because they're like, oh, you just like it because it's the new one. But you know, well, anything most of the ones in the teens could move up and down. I just think when we saw Captain America. We thought it was terrible, but when we saw Black Widow, we thought it was awesome and fun and a lot of great characters. And so, I think just remembering my immediate reactions, recency out the door. As soon as I walked out of, of seeing Captain America, I was like, "Oh my god, I fucking hated that." <laughs> Whereas when I when I walked out of Black Widow, I was like, "Oh my god, that's really fucking awesome," and I couldn't stop laughing. And, and that's fair. And I, I think I, I watched at home, but I, I, I think the larger context of the MCU. Um, you know, like I said, bringing Chris Evans into the fold, really setting up right. the Avengers initiative and stuff like that. I think that it just gets a little bit more of a little bit extra juice just because of what it did for the MCU. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I, will, I, will, I will stop talking. <laughs> no, 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 you can talk as much as you want. That, that's the point of these lists is to spark the conversation. I meant uh, about First Avenger. Oh, sure. <laughs> no, uh, I guarantee you uh, when I'm done with my list, and I tell you Collider's list, we are going to be talking about First Avenger again. <laughs> Uh, number 16 on the list is the first Thor movie, Kenneth Branagh's Thor. Uh, you know, there are definitely some fun parts in Thor, but uh, that's when he's still very Shakespearean. I'm very, very proper here. It's mm-hmm. before uh, before he kind of found his groove as, as, as the humor of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Bleached eyebrows. Yeah. Uh, number 15, I am a shameless fan of the Ant-Man movies. And so number 15 is Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's got Walton Goggins with like a whole building like a suitcase carrying behind him and just completely out of his depth. But uh, I love it. I love it. I think that uh, Ant-Man, Paul Rudd is Ant-Man uh, and Evangeline Lilly is the Wasp are just such a great pair. And she makes fun of her calling Cap. And then she does it in the movie. <laughs> in the end game there. Uh, number 14, I have Guardians 2. Uh, it's a fun hangout movie. I enjoy it. Um, but uh, it's, it's I think, middle of the road for me. Um, I know Justin and some other people might have it higher, but for me, it's it's just, it's a fun movie, but it's middle of the road for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's probably middle of the road for me, too, uh, but I do think it's it's on the 
the higher end of the middle of the road. I definitely enjoy it. I love the music in it too. I think that has a lot to do with my my mood <laughs> when it yeah, comes absolutely. to that movie. Makes total sense. Uh, number thirteen on my list is Civil War, Captain America: Civil War. Uh, I mean, this is really a a one set piece film. <laughs> I mean, you got the airport scene, which is incredible, introduces Spider Man, but there's a lot of a lot of other things going on in the movie. They're just kind of like. Yeah, I'm not buying the, the friction between Tony Stark and Captain America. Of course, at the end, I definitely buy it when we find out that Bucky, spoiler, killed his parents. But um, And he knew. And he Ooh. knew. Did you know? <laughs> uh, number 12 is Age of Ultron. Uh, I think it's probably the Avengers movie that I have the least interest in rewatching. Uh, number That's o- pretty high on your list. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised on that, too. Yeah. Brought that brought all the Avengers. Uh, number eleven is Spider-Man: Homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nothing. Nothing at all. Too low. No, no, no. I, I just, I just think the Age of Ultron is high on this list. I, I think that it, it should be lower. But uh, should, like later teens, I, I should switch yeah. that to Black Widow. I mean, I would, but this is your list, so you're or, or your guardians. <laughs> I, I, I respect you and your list. I, nice. I, that just caught me by surprise. That's all. Well, number number ten is the where where, where people uh, jump off this train. I have Ant Man is my tenth favorite MCU movie, and I wanted to put him higher, but I'm like, oh, there's some pretty good movies. <laughs> it is pretty funny. I just the other day when I was talking uh, to to Rizzo, I'm like, back it up, just back it up, we gotta, gotta back it up. <laughs> Every time with my car universe. That's pretty funny. Uh, number nine on my list is the original Avengers. Uh, you know, I think that we were all just in amazement that they're able to get all of these uh, these 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 characters on screen for the first time. Uh, but but for me, the first like hour of Avengers really really drags. But uh, it's definitely made up for the Battle of New York is at the time was one of the you know best set pieces in film. Um, and uh, you know, obviously uh, the uh, it, it brought Kobe Smulders into the MCU for, I guess, a hot minute before they realized, yeah, we don't really need her. Yeah, she's good though. I mean, for the for a spy movie, like she would be really good. Like, so I mean, I'm surprised she's not more in like uh, Winter Soldier or maybe even having some kind of. Did she snap? Was she snap? She was snapped, right? So, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, her and her and Fury both got snapped. Yeah, she helped them escape in in Winter Soldier, but that was that was really. And then she mm-hmm. took them to where Fury was being hidden. But she, I would have thought she had more to do with that, and you maybe even to appear in Black Widow. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think she would have been good in Black Widow as well. The um, uh, one more thing about Ant Man. One of the things that probably just has a hit for me on that is how quickly the bad guy Darren Ross was able to just master the the Hornet suit. Like we're right. watching, we're watching Scott fuck up for like. 90 minutes on being Ant-Man and then this guy has a suit for five seconds and he's like a pro. Right. <laughs> it's like Anakin in the Naboo Starfighter. He just knows everything. Right. <laughs> this is pod racing. <laughs> uh, number eight on my list, another divisive choice is Iron Man 3. Shane Black's entry into the Iron Man franchise. I watched it recently and uh, uh, it's, it's really good. <laughs> it's fun. Not, yeah. not a lot of Iron Man in Iron Man 3 and I, and I still hate the end where he blows everything up, but you know, uh, it's it's a it's a good film. Uh, number seven is Avengers: Infinity War. Um, I think it kind of suffers from being half a movie, uh, but it's a pretty good half a movie. <laughs> uh, number six on my list is Guardians of the Galaxy. Everybody loves the Guardians, and so do I. It's got more Justin's music in it for him. 
Yeah. Guardians was fun, dude. Like, uh, that was just one of those movies that was a completely different 180 from what we were used to in Marvel movies. And, and I just enjoyed the shit out of it from start to finish. I think it's so good. And I love their theme song music. When it comes on, it's in the, sort of the same vein of, of the fellowship. When, when you hear the, da, 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 you just know everything's going to be okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, it. all right, fucking guardians are here. What are you doing? I'm distracting you, bro. <laughs> Dance battle. <laughs> right. All right. Now we get to the top five. Uh, number five is Black Panther. I think we all left that movie in February of 2018. Just like, wow, that's a really fucking good movie. Yeah, kind of forever. Yeah, Ryan Coogler, he knows what he's doing. Uh, and and then my top four, I think, could all interchange at any moment. Uh, but at number four, I have Avengers Endgame, the movie that kind of ended it all and gave everyone the perfect jumping off point in the MCU. Um there's just so much iconography in it where you, you, there's really not much to hate on it. Uh, and then my number three is Thor Ragnarok. I love, love, love everything Taika Waititi. I love everything he does this movie. I love Korg. I, I love that, that, that Korg is helping Deadpool to promote shit and <laughs> doing YouTube videos together. Right. Uh, it's it's just so fun. I love I love everything that Taika Waititi brought to the uh, Asgardian prince. Uh, number two on my list is The Winter Soldier, Randy's favorite movie of all time. And that, of course, means that number one is Iron Man, the movie that kicked it all off. It has such sentimentality to it. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark, and Iron Man is, is, is just so great. And, you know, just the fact that they were able to pull off this movie that had no script. They didn't really know where they were going with it <laughs> they didn't really know what's happening you know they kind of found the movie while they were filming it it's just a just a feat of filmmaking that just is this is astonishing in today's era yeah i wouldn't recommend going into any venture like that but holy shit it worked for them yeah it's crazy uh and so just to just to compare it with collider the uh on their top five i'm scrolling down number five on their list is captain america the winter soldier number four oh, page just stopped loading number four on the list is guardians of the galaxy 2 really a big fan of that number three is iron man number two is the avengers and number one the greatest mcu movie in the history of the universe according to matt goldberg of collider.com is captain america first avenger wow wow (laughs) i don't know about all that (laughs) yeah i don't think i can get behind that either necessarily and i actually like that movie but uh yeah, yeah. Mech Ober likes that movie, I guess. So, so, yeah. I mean, it's definitely fun with like its color palette and like the pulpy look, and it's it it screams like World War II sort of comic book era, you know. And that's cool that visually that he was able to bring that to life. But I just don't enjoy the movie. I think it's kind of boring and slow. And I'm not into Captain Red Face or whatever the fuck his name is, Red, Red Skull. Skull. Yeah. That's just not my cup of tea. I was I didn't enjoy. It. Although I do agree that it was fun seeing Chris Evans go from this tiny little weird man boy into Steve Rogers and being all super buff and and punching submarines and and swimming really fast and all these cool things. But um, not not my favorite. No, that would that's like that's like Thor Dark World territory for me. It's it's not good. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you. But so yeah, so those are the lists. That's good. That's a great list. And I'm with you on Iron Man 3. It's Iron Man 3 definitely grew on me. I remember when the first time I watched it, 
I was like, all right, whatever. And then the rewatchability on it is is pretty solid. They have some really good back and forth. Uh, him and Rhodey, uh, just understanding that Tony Stark does have PTSD and and what that entails, and and he's he's broken and he needs to he needs to find himself and get fixed, and and that's not an easy process. And I think that just from like a mental health standpoint, and and just being vocal about that sort of thing, I mean, it's it's a lot to it's a lot to to take in and i mean i know that the people were upset about the mandarin and and how that played out but uh, i do think it was a very clever film and after giving it a second chance it definitely uh, got some stock in my book i think how you how you uh view the mandarin twist i think has a lot to do with your appreciation of the film like i think it's so funny when he just turns out to be trevor <laughs> right <laughs> he's just watching football and drinking his beer and stuff like that those ladies yeah, yeah. That's funny. uh but yeah i i totally love the ptst aspect of it you know tony tony stark has a really really good arc in these 20 is he was only 23 in these 23 marvel films and uh you know just to see where he comes from you know you know i think of the events of the Avengers would change anybody, especially when he realizes like he's just a dude in a suit, or at least at the beginning of the film, he just thinks he's a dude in a suit. You know, he's shoulder to shoulder with a God, this super soldier who you know, can do no wrong, you know, some you know rage monster. <laughs> and, uh, you know, by the end of the film, he realizes that, you know, he's more than just the suits, but uh, you know, it's got to fuck with your head, especially when you almost die defending New York. <laughs> right. Up in space all alone. Uh, that'd be some scary shit. Yeah, right, ready to make the sacrifice. Yeah, as they say <laughs> in the movie. Uh, I am still puzzled by your uh, Age of Ultron. So Alex really likes Age of Ultron. And we, I feel like we watch it pretty often. We usually watch all three Iron Man movies. We do like sort of a Tony Stark arc when we watch the movies. Uh, but we also throw in the first Thor and Ragnarok and all the Captain America movies. Uh, and then mix that in with the Avengers, but kind of going in order, you know? And... Uh, fuck, she really likes Ultraman, but I'm just I can't I can't do it. I don't like it. It's it's kind of weird for me. I, I want to like it, but it just doesn't it doesn't pan out for me. Yeah, I think it gets something. It gets some like the pedigree rub for you know assembling the entire cast. Um, you know, I, I I like that it starts out instantly in an action sequence, like mm-hmm. we're instantly thrown into. Um, I don't I don't think they're in Sokovia, but they're in some kind of frozen tundra place trying to get the thing. Uh, I like the idea that, you know, Tony Stark is like, you know, shown like, you know, this is going to be your fault. <laughs> right. Like, like the world's going to end and it's going to be your fault. And then like he still falls into that trap and, you know, creates Ultron, um, you know, even though everyone tells him like, that's a really bad idea. It shouldn't do it. Um, I like that we got to see like the Avengers kind of put their hair down. They had that little party that, of course, gets you know ruined by Ultron. Um I think there's a lot of good in there. Uh, I think it's definitely the weakest of the Avengers movies. Um, but um, I, I love just hanging out with this entire cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That's fair. That is fair. All right, cool. Randy, what is your, what would you say your top three or five of the MCU is? Have you given it any thought? Um, well, Iron Man one is definitely my number one. Um, and, I would have to get back to you on that on the, <laughs> on, the, on the rest on the rest of my top three to five. I've Ant thought Man. about it in the past. Ant-Man is high on there. Yeah. I'd say that's probably top five. I love Ant-Man so much. Um, back it up. Just back it up. Yeah. Back it up. <laughs> back, back, back it up. 
Right. Yeah. Did yeah. Winter Soldier yeah. ever grow on you at all, or no? No, so... it definitely it definitely grew on me, and and you know, I, <laughs> I like to give you guys a hard time, and I like <laughs> to be adversarial sometimes, and and that's why that kind of propagated my my hate for the, my quote unquote hate for that movie kind of uh, lasted as long as it did, was just because uh, I, I enjoy giving you guys a hard time. But when I actually finally did sit down and revisit that movie and watch it in its entirety in one pass without falling asleep, which finally happened like last year during the <laughs> pandemic, right? Because uh, I was at home and I had time. And uh, I actually really enjoyed it. But, you know, but that also comes from the appreciation of knowing what comes later and how everything fits together and seeing it kind of from a global perspective and not, you know, just unto itself, which is a good movie by itself. But um, I, I really enjoy it in in the context of, of the whole Marvel pantheon. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think so. I think Winter Soldier is still my favorite movie of the MCU. And then I would say probably Iron Man. Iron Man was my favorite for a really, really long time. But as I rewatched Winter Soldier, it became my favorite. And then I would say probably Endgame. I really like Endgame. I especially like uh, Nebula. Like her whole arc. She, I honestly believe that she, her character grows more than any other character in the entire MCU. I think she, she becomes quite the dynamic character. And I love her to death. And then I would say Thor... Ragnarok and Black Panther probably rounded out. That would probably be my top five. So, so without thinking too hard of it, you you had to pop in and watch one MC movie right now just for enjoyment. What do you put on? Winter Soldier. What do you put on, Randy? Iron Man. Oh, those are good ones. I'm gonna go Iron Man. <laughs> it's just like a movie I can just have on at any point and just enjoy it. Yeah, I watched it Wednesday uh, for our little game that we had. So and I was cracking up. I was like, "Oh my god, this movie is so ridiculous!" <laughs> it's so funny. Oh jeez. Well, cool. That's why uh, any... don't play, right? <laughs> oh, this is the work of gypsies. <laughs> yeah. It's the second one where they got like the baba cooler. <laughs> yeah. It's funny stuff. Um, okay. Uh, anything else? Nope. That's it. All right. Thank you for listening to another fun and festive episode of the Geek Legacy Podcast. Remember to check out the other podcasts that we have. Of course, there is the Pixelated Podcast, hosted by Stephen K. James, talking about the video games. Uh, last week was a lot of fun. We talked about uh, the OLED Switch and the Steam Deck. Lots, lots of information there, so be sure to check it out. And then with Don't Be Crazy, we are doing the Godfather Trilogy, and each week has been a new Godfather movie. And uh, it's a lot of your time and a big ass. They're long movies, so it's a long podcast. And I apologize for that. But uh, are you doing all basic- three? Yeah, we did three last week. Whew, I know. My lucky uh, coat. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so there you have it. So check those out. We're actually going to do Planet of the Apes this week. I'm very excited about that. I know the three of us really enjoy the Planet of the Apes series and uh, all that they have to offer. But we are just doing the first one, and that of course being from 1968 uh, with Roddy McDowell and Charlton Heston and. Uh, Kim Hunter, I want to say it's her name. It's been a while. And um, yeah, so be sure to check that out as well. Uh, get your shots, stay safe, wear a mask if you need to, and uh, you keep rocking and rolling, baby. Thank you so much.